Okay, good afternoon everyone. Shalom Aleichem. Ruchim Abba'am. We continue in the Archa Chaim of the Rosh. We are up to number 113. Kuf Yud Al titen belibcha belvavecha. Do not place in your heart kina, jealousy. Shazuhi ra'achayla. This is an evil illness. She'en la'rafuah. That has no remedy. Now that's a frightening description. Don't put jealousy in your heart because it's an illness, an evil illness that has no remedy. Now what does it mean it has no remedy? Um, of course it has a remedy. What about Barasi Yetzahara, Barasi Torah Tavlin? Isn't the Torah a remedy for the Yetzahara? Why can't Torah cure jealousy? So if Goldberg explains that what the rush means is that so long as the jealousy is in your heart, there's no way to heal it. Because somebody who's jealous of their friend, they cannot even enjoy what they themselves have. It's not like taiva or kavod. Person has desire. There are sometimes you could fulfill it in a different way. Somebody wants kavod, it could be achieved in a different way. But someone who's jealous of their friend cannot console the person with anything. Somebody's jealous, nothing they have is valuable. Like Haman said, whatever honor I have is nothing if, if I'm jealous of Mordechai. Now interesting, Rav Goldberg brings that jealousy is actually a very important character trait. And much of what people accomplish in this world is only because of jealousy. The Yalkut on Tehillim says, if not for jealousy, the world would not stand. A person would not plant a vineyard, would not get married, a person wouldn't build a house. If not for jealousy, Avram Avinu would not have done chesed. When Malki Tzedek came out of, uh, met Avram Avinu, and he came out of the Teva, so Avram said, what do you do there? So Malki Tzedek said, we did tzedakah. He said, what tzedakah did you do? Were there aniyim there? There was only Noach and his sons. Who did you do tzedakah with? So Maki Tzedek said, I did tzedakah with the animals, the wild animals, the birds. We didn't sleep at night. We gave to all of the animals and all the wildlife. Avram said, wow. If Maki Tzedek and Noyach, they never would have left the Teva, they not done chesed. And because they gave tzedakah, they left. I, who have the opportunity to do chesed to man, Allah has come of a kama, I need to do it. So because Avram was jealous of shame and noyach, he did chesed to uh, people. So you see, even the great Baal Chesed Avram Avinu, if not for the fact that he was motivated by a degree of jealousy, he wouldn't have done chesed. Now why does the Rush say that it's a raw chayla, it's an illness? As Masil Sisham writes in Parak Aleph, Rav Goldberg cites, Kina is a it's a foolishness. Because the one who's jealous doesn't gain anything. He only hurts himself. He ruins himself. Like the Pasuk says, the fool dies from jealousy. Someone who's a fool is stricken in the midst of kina. And the Mesil Sisham brings that some people are so foolish that if they see their friend has any benefit that they themselves don't have, they get worried, they're bothered, that they can't enjoy their own life. This is what it means, Viraka, Urakava, Tzomay's Kina. 
Kinnah is, the, gel, is uh, the rotting of the bones. By the way, it's not a punishment. It's a natural consequence. It's a natural phenomenon. Kinnah is just a person eats themselves up. And there's no medicine while the person is experiencing the kinnah. There's no, there's no remedy for this. Um, interestingly, at the end of the life of Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe said, uh, keep me around and I'll give you a shua my job. So Hashem said, all right, let's give it a try. So Moshe got up early in the morning and he went to Yehoshua's house. And Yehoshua went into the Oyel Moyed and the cloud descended and it separated between Moshe and Yehoshua. When the cloud left, Moshe said, what did God tell you? So Yeshua said, look, when the cloud was with me, I knew what it was saying. But now I can't tell you. So Moshe said, Oy vey, I'd rather die a hundred times and experience one jealousy. So we see that if a person is jealous, they could be on the Madriga of Moshe at that time. There's no remedy for this, uh, this illness. Let's see one more. Oiz kuf yodalad. Al targil ishava al gufcha. Do not train yourself to swear regarding your body that something should happen to you. Even if you're swearing to the truth. Don't swear, oh, I swear X, Y, and Z is true, otherwise something should happen to me. The Gemara in Gittin on Daflam and He brings a story that it was a year of famine and someone deposited gold by an almana. She put it in the flour, she baked it, and she gave it to a poor man. The owner of the coin came back and he said, give me my coin. She said, um, I should be poisoned. One of my children should be poisoned if I got any benefit from your dinar. And sure enough, it was in short time, one of her sons died. And the Chachamim heard and they say, if someone who swore truthfully because this woman did not benefit from the dinar, so certainly if someone who swears falsely, Allah has come the kama. Now, that's what the rush means. Don't swear on your body that something should happen to your body. Now, the Gemara over there asks, why was she punished if she swore truthfully? And the Gemara says, well, it wasn't really truthfully because she benefited the fact that there was gold in the, in the bread that she baked, so then she didn't have to put in that amount of flour. So it wasn't completely true, which implies that if somebody swore truthfully, they wouldn't be punished. But from that story, the Chachamim refrained from swearing under all circumstance because of the severity of a shvua. Now, let's say a person would know that their shvua is absolutely true. Should they still avoid it? In the Gemara and Temura and Dav Gimel we find, it says, You should swear in God, Rashi says. It's permitted to swear truthfully in the name of God. Nevertheless, it's considered pious practice to refrain even from doing that. Now in Archaim, we in Simon Kufnon Vav, Kufnon Vav, Aleph, the Mechaber says you should be careful from swearing truthfully. Uh, Yanai Amalek had a thousand cities and they were destroyed because they swore even though they fulfilled it. So we see that the Indian of Ashur is so chamor, and even if it's true, there's still a punishment. So the question is, why? Why would there be such severe punishment if it's only Milsa de Chasidos? So we see that if the, sometimes if the Tzibur is lacking in something, even if it's a Midas Chasidos, they could also be punished.
we find such a thing that that the great people of the generation are sometimes punished for Amidas Hasidus. Like uh, we find Machlon and Kilion, the Rambam says they died because they left Eretz Yisrael at a time of hunger. So it could be the Klal in general is punished for lack of Mitzchasis. But from the, from this Gemara, we learn the severity of Shvua, and one should avoid swearing, basically, even if it's true, um, under all circumstances. Okay, we'll hold it over here. Does Shem will pick it up tomorrow? Hope everybody could uh, join us. Um, Brachavat Slacha, have a great day. Be well.